Awa. Well, the game may be over, but the best Hawkeye analysis is just getting started. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Ross Peterson and Travis Justice are taking your calls. Sound Off. This is your home for the Hawkeyes. News Radio 1040 WHO. Welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. This is the premier Iowa Hawkeye call-in show after the game, and we're on till 11 o'clock tonight celebrating an Iowa win over Iowa State 13-3. to Wasn't quite the overtime thriller we had last year with points flying all over the place. That's okay, by the way. Yeah. That's all right to do that and not go to overtime and, and make everybody sweat it out. I was totally fine with uh, only being able to breathe for the last five, six minutes of that game. If you bet the under, you won. If you bet the Hawkeyes to cover, you won. Mm -hmm. So it would have been a good day if you went with both those bets. Let's go back to the phones at 284-1040. John in Indiana, welcome back to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound. Oh, he's in New Jersey now. He moved further away, but he's closer to our hearts. That's right. John, how you doing, man? It's great to talk with you, Travis and Ross. Thanks for taking my call once again. Yes, I moved to get married. So it's John from New Jersey now. Okay, what'd you think of today, man? So, Did you, were you were you uh, as nervous for that first what fifty five minutes as we were? I don't know about you guys, but man, I uh, I was bored after the first half. I three three after that first drive that Iowa State put together, uh, I was biting my nails because the defense was giving up chunks of yards, and it was just little dink and dunk routes underneath to tight ends and hooks in the in the in, to, uh, slot receivers mm-hmm. and then quick slants out of the backfield to Montgomery. And then to see them make the goal line stand, they flinch on fourth and one, have to go back, kick the field goal. I took a sigh of relief, but at halftime, I thought, I, I, I hope that we pick it up in the second half like last year's game. Otherwise, this is a snoozer. I didn't think snoozer, John. I really didn't. I, I was on the edge of my seat for that first half. I didn't think that this game maybe even got boring until the Hawks were making that long drive in that fourth quarter and just kind of pushing the ball, pounding the rock, that thing we talk about. They're, you know, they're, they've worn down that defensive front. That was the only part of the game. And again, I, I say boring with air quotes. That, to me, was the only part of the game that didn't have me enthralled. The, the, de- the defense came and stepped up. Uh, so in the first two games, or in the first six quarters, the Hawkeyes now had seven sacks, uh, which is tremendous because if you have listened to John Miller of Hawkeye Nation, he told you in a previous podcast earlier in the season that if the Hawkeyes get 40 or more sacks on a season, they usually record double-digit wins under Kirk Ferentz. So seven in the first six quarters, that's a pretty good clip. Uh, some more stats. I know you guys like the stats that I give you. The Iowa State has not scored a touchdown at Kinnick since September 13, 2014. Wow. wow. They've only scored two field goals in that time. They got beat 42-3 to in 2016, 13-3 to tonight. So there's going, to be, there's going to be a nearly six-year span, no matter what. There's going to be almost a six-year yeah. span between touchdowns in Iowa City for the cycle. And wow. it could be a third different coach if Matt Campbell leaves since that touchdown was scored. Wow. Uh, which uh, is, so uh, another thing, Iowa now thirty and one in their last thirty-one games when they rush for more than a hundred yards. Or we'll just round up and call it 
Well, that was funny. Did you, did you catch that by chance tonight? That was pretty good. John, I'm not sure if you were listening to the game uh, with Gary Dolphin's call, but towards the end of the game, Gary and Ed were kind of talking about that, and Gary said, hey, great news. The Hawkeyes have gone over 100 yards. They're 29-1 and in their last 30 games when they've done this. And then they, he must, like, refresh the stats. He's like, well, they're at 99. We'll just round it up to 100. <laughs> And said, no, well, no, we'll give him another carry here. We'll get over that 100-yard No, they did get it. They ended yeah. up with 105 not net. <laughs> hey, John, before we let you go, is your wife from New Jersey? She is. She owns her own uh, hair salon. Does she have that accent? That whiny Jersey uh, no, accent? No she, no, she doesn't. She has family from Indiana, and I've turned her into a huge Hawk fan, so uh, we're good to go. I root for her Eagles. She roots for my Hawkeyes. She was heartbroken last year when we were engaged when the Hawkeyes lost to Penn State on that last-second touchdown because she wanted to rub it in the face of some of her church people that are Nittany Lions fans. Nothing like getting mad That's, at church people. Listen, and if you, if, you go, I, if you go to church for two reasons, one of them should be to rub it in the face of people that are there. I'm jerking your chain. Uh, before, before I leave, I know you have to get to other callers. Two more quick things, and I'll let you go, and I'll talk to you next week. One, the Hawkeyes are it now... Have a, there's a 90% trend. Kirk Ferentz is 10-9 and nine over Iowa State. When they win, the Hawkeyes are 90% favorites to have eight or more wins on the season. I, John, I like our odds with that and the sack thing that you mentioned that John had thrown out earlier. Um, I really do. I mean, I've looked at this schedule from at the beginning of the year, and some people thought I was crazy when I thought this was maybe a 10-win team. I, this was one of those question mark games. I love their chances. John, we can't wait to speak to you next week, man. Thanks See a you, lot. John. We could talk to you all night, but we've got a whole bunch of people lined up on I-80 because they're driving. They're either in the back seat or the driver's or the driver's seat or the passenger seat. Who knows? Mark, are you in, you in the back seat, passenger seat, or driving? Well, I'm driving, guys. All right. What do you got? Hey, hey before we talk about the Hawks, hey, Travis, how about those Huskers? Wait, could you believe that loss today? <laughs> My uh, kid goes to Iowa and he's rooming with a Husker fan, and wow, his dabber was down. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So, hey, uh, you know, happy Hawkeye fan. Love winning over Iowa State, four in a row. Another year we don't have to listen to the Moo fans. But I got to say, a little bit worried looking ahead. I mean, that might have been the worst offensive football game I've ever watched in person by both teams. And judging by what we did against Wisconsin last year, and they're showing up in two weeks, man, if we can't move the ball against Iowa State, I'm a little concerned. I don't think we ought to be getting too fired up about our Big Ten chances. Well, I like the Big Ten chances based on the schedule and what Wisconsin's schedule has. So let's say a lot of people have Iowa 10 and 2. You lose at home to Wisconsin, you lose at Penn State, which I don't think the Penn State loss, if we're looking that far ahead, is guaranteed guaranteed at this point because Penn State's not that good. Just look at the schedule, though, Mark, and that's why people go. I like their chances in the Big Ten. Listen, Purdue got beat by Eastern Michigan today. Uh, Nebraska got beat uh, by Colorado. I don't really know how good Colorado is. And now Nebraska's got some quarterback problems because Adrian Martinez got hurt. If Nate Stanley can get better and up his completion rate and, and hit those receivers as better targets, I think this offense has room to grow. And let's be honest, Kirk Ferentz talks about uh, a lot about you know getting better in September. And September is the time when this team needs to improve. You know that. Yeah, I mean, I'm a big Hawk fan. I'm an enthusiast. I just hope they get a lot better on offense. 
But, hey, we'll enjoy it this week, and go Hawks. All right, thanks, Mark. Appreciate it. 284-1040. 284-1040. Let's go back to I-80. That's where Brent is. Welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off, Brent. Hey, thanks, guys. Um, Travis, hey, first before I talk about the Hawks, uh, when do um, us Hawk fans get to evaluate Nebraska as a program? When does that happen for us? You can do it whenever you want. <laughs> I like I'm it. Just, I like it, Brent. I'm going back to Eichhorst's yep. famous comment about us, man. I think that should be the trophy. Forget the Heroes Trophy. It's about the evaluation trophy. The evaluation cup. I like it, Brent. I had to consider where the Iowa program is. Yep, yep. So, hey, I, I, my only comments on, on the offense, you know, coming back from the game, it's just it's driving me crazy. Um, is I just don't feel like we're pounding the rock enough. Um, I think the running game takes patience. It takes persistence. And we'll rip off a couple decent runs, and the first time we get stuffed at the line of scrimmage, we go away from it. We start throwing the ball all over the place. Pretty soon it's a punt. And I, I don't feel like we stick with it enough. You know, and, and we're afraid to hand off in non, you know, in non-running kind of situations. I, I feel yeah. like, hey, well, they yeah, handed yeah, off at third and nine tonight, Brent. Yeah, I'm it, fine with that sometimes. I wasn't. I'm okay with that. You know, you get us. You know, let me kick you back through a second and ten. When you're on the other the opponent's side of the field, you get a second and ten. If you can hand it off and get four yards, now you got a third and six. Let's say let's say you don't want to throw it again. You hand it off and get maybe a three or four yards. Now you're fourth and two. You got an option maybe to go for it. You know, I mean, it, it opens up a lot more. Instead of we stand back there and we throw a two yard out, a three yard hook pattern. You know, um, and that would be my second point is I don't think we throw the ball down over 20 yards enough. If you look at the way that most teams play us, including Northern Illinois, is everybody brings their entire front or entire 11 defensive players within about 12 yards of the line of scrimmage. And they're just daring us to throw over the top. And we don't do it enough. And if you want, look, go back and look at the passing game today, the plays that we made were all over the top, down the field. And we were not doing it enough. They're daring us to do it. And we refuse to do it. Instead, we throw into the traffic areas. We throw into all that 10 yards and under where there's 11 guys spread out across the field. And it's just, it's just silliness, you know. Take what the, the defense is giving us when we do throw the ball and pound the rock even more. And I think we'll get a lot better. All right. Good thanks, call, Brent. Brent. Appreciate job, it. Man. You know, to be Brent, fair, listen, Brent, to be, to be fair, Amir Smith-Marset is the fastest guy on the team, and he went out after this play. Atkinson goes in motion. Hawks fake the run. Stanley to throw. Wants something deep down the middle and has his man. That one's caught. 30-25 yard line of Iowa State by the aforementioned Amir Smith-Marset. That one was right on his fingernail. And, and here's the deal. He's your fastest guy. He's the one that's going to create that separation, right? When you lose that kind of element, you're going to probably be a little shy to go downfield that far. Completely agree. Yeah, Brent always brings really good stuff for us, Travis, but you know, listen, tonight you threw the ball 28 times, you ran the ball 36 times. And I felt like in parts of that call, he was saying, Man, I really wish they would have thrown the or, or I really wish they would have run the ball more. But at the same time, he wishes that they would try to take the top off the defense when you don't have those athletes. I mean, yeah, Brandon Smith made that one catch. You had Amir Smith Marset. He had a couple that you tried to fan tonight. They tried it a few times. I mean, that's a, that's a handful. Some were just poorly thrown, some Com- were dropped. Completely agree. And Keith, it's just not your game. Keith, Dan, Jacob. Fam. Fam? F-A-M? Look at it. Sean Roberts. See how his 
call screening was. Brian and Chad all stay on hold. All the lines are full right now. Keep trying at 284-1040. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off on News Radio 1040 WHO. Your turn, Hawkeye fans. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Sponsored by HawkeyeNation.com, GNL Clothing, and Schottenkirk Chevrolet. We're going to go in a hurry. It's Sergeant off the left side. He's smelling that goal line. Touchdown! Touchdown, Iowa! As Mackay Sergeant. That pretty much put the game out of reach as Iowa goes on to a 13 3 win. Celebrating a Cyhawk victory over Iowa State for the fourth straight year. So Iowa State gets to celebrate, gets or Iowa gets to celebrate, gets ready for Northern Iowa next week. Iowa State fans got to be driving home right now going, crap, we lost. Our offense looked like crap. And now we got to play Oklahoma next week. And what's going to happen? Because if you don't think Oklahoma's going to be coming to Ames ticked off after losing last week, last yeah. year. Yep. But it doesn't matter because this is a Hawkeye call-in show, and that's what's expected. I imagine we're talking to a lot of Cyclone fans tonight, too. You here. think so? I think we are. Is, is it fam? Sam. Sam. That, Sam. 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 Yeah, Sam is. I don't know what the guy was thinking with fam. Come be, on. Be, like. Because he's a millennial, but, uh, and he, people say fam <laughs> all the so time. So I. What are you going to do? You that's know, right. We're out there. We're, we're loud. We're proud. Um, <laughs> but uh, I just want... <laughs> I wanted to take a quick second, guys, to say hi to my dad driving home on I-80. Gary, uh, he, it was his uh, birthday present. It was tickets to the game today, and I knew the Hawks wouldn't let me down on uh, their end of that bargain. Um, and, uh, you know, about the IOWA chant, I figure since Matt Campbell doesn't know how to say it, you know, we got to uh, let him know. So that we gave him a good lesson. On he refused that. to say and, it again uh, in the post game press conference too. I, I heard it. I heard that. I was listening very carefully for those four little letters and did not hear it. Um, but that's okay. He'll get there. Um, but uh, in all honesty, I, I'm just really happy that uh, this is the kind of rivalry rivalry game we get. Um, is very pleasant in the stands, and uh, you know, all made all the better by the fact that. Uh, our program's worst problems are Uber drives and stuff in the off season, um, and it's just a, it was a pleasurable, just a beautiful day to see a game. And uh, the, the only criticism I would have is sort of, sort of along the lines of what, what previous caller was saying. I like the pl- the balance of the play calling. I just wish we'd open it up a little earlier in the game. It was there was just. It, I wanted to take a shot at him a little sooner, you know, like test him, test him, give him a little shot in the mouth and see what happens, you know. I, I will say this, Sam. We, about halfway through the third quarter, Travis and I kind of start talking about what we're anticipating for the show. We thought play calling was going to be the number one gripe from listeners. So you're absolutely right to look back at that and go, man, there were some times in that that we questioned it. Brent was absolutely right to call back and, and and question that. To look at that and go, man, we had, a, and I, we were writing them down. The third and nine quarterback draw. Uh, yeah, the, the, the Nate Stanley zone read. Come on, and bad, bad call. Yeah, I what I said in the stands was, give me a pillow and a blanket and put me to bed because this play calling is put me to sleep. Like, come on, guys. Like, do you want to win or do you want to not lose? Play to win, not to not lose. That's that's my advice. You know, for what it's whatever that's worth. But you know what? At the end of the day, you got to win, Sam. Oh, yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm home. I'm happy. All right. Thanks, buddy.
Yeah, right. thanks, man. You, you thought the guy's name was Fam? Fam? Where did you get Fam at? I said, is your name Fam? He said, yeah, my name's Fam. I said, Fam? He said, yes. And now repeat it in your head, because really what happened was you said, hey, is your name Fam? And he said, yeah, my name's Sam. And you said, oh, okay, Fam. He never corrected me, like, Sam, S-A-M, S with, you know. S with an S. Let's go to Des Moines. That's where Chad is. Chad, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Hey, uh, first off, just if Travis really has a shirt up, I really hope he's wearing his fedora for Sean and Ross's sake. <laughs> and then uh, also, my only concern, like, great game today. Um, and I'm really feeling for the Cyclone fans because really I know what they're talking about now with the Big 12 officials with the marking of the balls. That was ridiculous. Man, the Hawkeyes had in, in back-to-back drives there, one on offense, one on – well, first one on defense – Looked like they had a third down stop when you saw the replay of it, Chad. Were you watching the game here in Des Moines, or were you here in Des Moines? Yeah. Okay, so you saw the same thing we did on television. They they spotted the ball about a foot forward of the um, of the first down marker when he was brought down about a foot behind it. I mean, they gave him about a foot and a half, two foot stretch. Never reviewed the play. They lined it up. Iowa State came up, did what you're supposed to do, snapped the ball quick, got a play out of the way. So it couldn't be reviewed. But then on the next offensive possession, Hawkinson catches the ball. They do the exact opposite, move the ball about a foot back on the field, and luckily they took the time to review that one. That was a, a yeah. that was a, a tough moment, Chad. I'll, I'll agree. I got yeah. a little bit tense yeah. there. I think I got my neighbors worried about the swearing when I was yelling there. So. <laughs> Thanks, yeah, Chad. Yeah, but Chad, you, you yeah. really don't feel sorry for Cyclone fans, do you? Oh, well, a little bit now that we won, yeah. Okay. Now that we, yeah. <laughs> all right, Chad, thanks. Appreciate it. 284-1040. 284-1040. You can also reach out to us on Twitter at SoundOffWHO. That's where W. Pennock says, I just wish we'd throw in first down every once in a while. You know, when you, when you talk about the playbook, they just want to throw, down, throw in first down. Well, don't forget, last week they opened the game with a pass. I, I mean, I, I think our memories are short when it comes to the offensive play calling at some time. Keith, we have about two minutes here. You want to try to get your call in now, or do you want to hold on for us? No, I'm ready. What you got for us, buddy? Hey, I was, uh, I'm just coming in on a, a straight level. How much have you had to drink tonight, Keith? A lot. Okay. Here we go, buddy. Go ahead. Fire away. But, um, so Stanley, the the greatest thing coming into Iowa Hawkeye football, it could have not had the worst game tonight. I think we lost him. I, I think we lost I him. I love this show. This I love doing this. What, do you think that's just beer? Or do you think but that's poor Keith? Man, the dude was on hold for twenty eight. I know, but minutes. his phone went bad. Twenty eight minutes. He gets thirty seconds on the air, and we basically just ask him how drunk he is. Well, which the answer was pretty, pretty drunk. Do you think that was straight beer? Okay. Or do you think that was like so, Templeton Rock? But he does want to talk about Nate <laughs> Stanley. He does want to talk about Nate Stanley. Could Nate Stanley have been worse? I think was how he put it. He could have been Keith. We need him to be better, I think, is the right way to look well, at it. Well, look at it this way. I, I mean, if we're going to look at things positively, I, he didn't throw an interception. There were no turnovers today. They marched the ball down the field when they had to the most on, what, a 16-play, 13-play, 80-yard drive that took a lot of time off the clock. Was he perfect? No. Does he still have a lot of growth? Yes. But it wasn't. It wasn't horrible. How's that? That's the compromise. 
This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off at News Radio 1040 WHO. Fox News Radio, I'm Debbie Handley. Tropical Storm Florence is expected to strengthen into a major hurricane near the southeast U.S. by early next week. I can't give specifics as to how long it'll last, but I can say that even after the storm makes a potential uh, impact on land, that uh, not only will wind and storm surge be a problem, but even inland, uh, the heavy rain and flooding will also likely be an issue. Hurricane specialist Robbie Berg. The U.S. Open says a decision by the chair umpire to hit Serena Williams with code violations is final. Williams unleashing an outburst at the chair umpire. Naomi Osaka of Japan defeated Serena for her first Grand Slam title. Fox News, we report you to Sawa. Your turn, Hawkeye fans. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Sponsored by Grinnell Mutual Reinsurance Company, Cookies Barbecue Sauce, and American Trust. Wide right, looking that way is Kemp. Now looks back over the middle, and by then he's downed. Grab sack, Mershman seed sack, and getting them from behind, A.J. Epinesa. Welcome back to the Jethro's Barbecue Soundoff. We're celebrating in Iowa, 13-3 win over the Iowa State Cyclones. For the fourth straight year, Iowa wins the Cyhawk Classic. Are we calling it a classic? Sure. Or just Cyhawk game? Why not? If we start calling it the Cyhawk Classic, yeah. let's run with that. Okay. And by the way, I'm going back to what I said earlier on uh, KXNO. It's now Hawkeye. Because uh, if Iowa wins, the school that wins should go first. It's Hawkeye. That's all I'm going to say. It, you know better. Than I do it know better. It rolls off the tongue. I know. Alliteration know. means a lot to people. Yeah. Brian in Southeast and Iowa. And if they, can't, if they can't show up first in the scoreboard, let them show up first somewhere. <laughs> Welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Soundoff, Brian. Hey, thanks for taking my call. First time caller. Great show. Thanks. Uh, quick question. Um, we got the Hawk Pass this year. Daughter loves it. I've heard nothing but good things with it. And uh, the view we had from the new section on the north end end zone, we were 332. Amazing view. Uh, we can definitely play uh, uh, play uh, back seat for quarterback, you know, cast quarterback. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other question I had about opening up the game, um, is it just different players from last year to this year that we can't play a uh, – uh, open up the playbook like we did against Ohio State last year with Ferentz? Well, um, Brian, I think there's a lot of things at play there. I mean, obviously, Brian Ferentz would like to score 55 points every time out, right? Of course, yeah. And yeah. so I, I, mean, I, don't know, I don't know how to answer those questions the right way because we've had a couple guys so far that have called in and with that same sort of gripe, and I get it. Like, it, But it's not, the, it's not different dudes. I mean, yeah, Akron Wadley's gone, but outside of that, this is a better team. Offensively, you're, almost all of your receivers are back. Uh, your two tight ends that are your two biggest weapons are a year older, and now you've got three running backs that you trust back there. I don't, I'm not trying to downplay the loss of Wadley, but I think on paper I can make the argument that this is as good or better offense. I, I can't yeah, I- I can't explain what happens in the difference between 55 points against Ohio State and 13 against Iowa State. I, can't, I don't know. You know, it just, it just seems to me, and maybe it's a different uh, defensive format uh, that they're putting out there with Iowa State, but it seems like uh, Ohio State's uh, defense versus Iowa State's would be a little bit uh, you know, tougher to deal with than yeah. with Iowa State. But that was kind of my question. And, uh, again, I'm playing uh, uh, you know, quarterback here from the, 
from the chair. You know, and I want so. to ask you about that, Brian, because those are cool seats. But you may have touched on it there for a moment. You know, Matt Campbell did change things a lot with this defensive front after they played Iowa last year. It was actually during the Akron game that he decided to make some changes. And so I, they were throwing a lot of different looks at the Hawkeyes today. That 3-4 uh-huh. look does allow them to blitz from a lot of different angles. It, it, you might be on to something there. You, but you're right. On paper, Iowa State's defense, not Ohio State's defense. Where you are in that north end zone, though, that's a really good perspective of the game, Brian. I'm glad that you like that uh, that kind of end cap view where you get to be behind the quarterback. Yeah, it is amazing. One other question. Do you know when they're going to have the Jumbotron up? Do not. I think next year. I think next Travis, year. Right? I think you're going to go a whole year without it. Thanks, Brian. Okay. okay. Yeah, thanks, Brian. Thanks, Appreciate it. 284-1040. Let's go to Jacob, who's back from the game already. Jacob, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off on News Radio 1040 WHO. Uh, first, uh, I want to say that IOWA chant, yep. that's got to be some kind of record. It was. Jacob, you say that, and we just saw a tweet from Iowa football about 15 minutes ago that said that was the longest the IOWA chant has ever gone on. Well, how do you know that? Iowa football tweeted it out. I don't know if it's, (laughs) but they didn't put the clock on it. I mean, do you think they actually put a clock on it before? Let's start timing it? Maybe. But I mean, it sounds good. Sorry, Jacob. Keep going, Jacob. No, they made it Um, up. Also, Ross, I'm Ken Burgess's son. Oh, Jacob. All right, man. Yeah, Coach Burgess, great guy. Yeah. Thanks for calling, um, Jacob. Yeah. All right. We'll All see, right see, see you, buddy. 284-1040. we got two lines open up now. Two lines open up. If you're driving back from the game, uh, now's the time to get in. But don't miss your opportunity because we're on until 11 o'clock tonight. 11 o'clock. 284-1040. Dan on I-80. Been on hold for almost 23 minutes. Thanks for holding on, sir. Yes, sir. What's up? Hey, I'd just like to talk about the Hawkeye defense. I really think it's setting up well for them to uh, beat Wisconsin and go ahead and uh, have a 10-plus uh, win season. What makes you think that? Well, I, uh, we shut down Iowa State today, all except for that first drive. And uh, I just think that uh, they're going to go ahead and uh, continue that uh, against Wisconsin. I like the fact that you, you get you and I in between these two. Uh, you, you need a little bit more warm-up, I think, before you go up against that Wisconsin team that looks really good here early in the season. Dan, I totally agree with you. The defense looks fantastic. I think we should all be really excited about the that front four. They're living up to the hype and the potential that we all thought they had. Epinesa has been fantastic to see, and he's the third-best defensive end in that group. We should <laughs> be right. pumped up. We should be pumped up about how those linebackers have seemed to improve. Um, the young man today, uh, Jamon Colbert, who they put in at middle linebacker, he's a beast, at fantastic, times. and he's a he's a, a red shirt freshman back there. That was good. The one Dan that I think we should take the most pride in is how the secondary played. On paper, huge mismatch today when you've got guys like Butler and Jones and Eaton for that Iowa State receiving core, and this, I mean, nineteen catches, hundred sixty nine yards. That's kind of neutralizing that offense. Very much so. That passing And then David Montgomery gets 44 yards, neutralizing the entire offense. But, Dan, you even brought it up uh, about that first drive because on Iowa State's first drive, Ross and I were sitting in the studio going, "Uh uh-oh, they're controlling the pace already. They're they're getting that momentum. And that really stopped uh, after that first drive. 
you know, the first first drive, I thought we were catching blocks and just kind of they were the aggressor for sure. But as the game went on, I thought we started to gain some traction and do some good things. The guys were really working hard up front. And they worked hard up front, and really after that first drive, uh, took over most of the game, especially when it got to the second half. And, as, and especially, as Kirk says, down low. I mean, those that front four, by the end of that game, they were dominant. 284-1040, Ryan on I-80. Welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Hi, guys. Got a few things here. Uh, just getting back from the game, or about ready to. Uh, we sat in the north end zone, third deck toward the east side, and the view was amazing. You can see all the way to the other end of the field, actually tell whether it's a five-yard gain or 15. So That's good, because usually when you're in the end zone, those are hard to tell. That's good that you can get that perspective. Yeah, it's almost like a pro stadium. You're up high enough that you can actually see the depth. Uh, as far as the game going and all that, you know, if I'd be happy driving home if they won 4-2. It might not have been as entertaining, but it's still a win. <laughs> right. Uh, I do think Kelly Martin being out, I mean, I don't know if anybody said anything, but I think he was our quickest running back, can catch out of the backfield, can help block. I think we we missed him a little bit more than some people yeah, think. That's a good that's a good call, Ryan. Nobody's mentioned that. Well, and, right? and if you didn't hear, here's Kirk Ferentz on Ivory Kelly Martin. We were hoping he might get him back yesterday, and he he couldn't make it. So uh, you know, we'll go another couple of days, see where he's at. And uh, one thing for sure, at the running back, I mean, we're not going to put him out there unless the, the medical staff's confident he's he's ready to go. Because sure. it just you know that's that's. Don't want to set him back. But here's another advantage having you and I on the schedule yes. this week. Yeah. I appreciate that. And and I don't get much into the play calling. It is a good mix. They need deeper routes. But the one thing that did kind of drive me nuts was the personnel. There was, I think, three times in a row on third down, third and eight, third and seven, third and ten. No offense jogging off the field. And I'm thinking, isn't that the one guy you want out there on third and nine? Especially, you know, I think he's our best threat receiving. And they took him off the field i'd have him and Hawkinsmith running routes left and right both of them every time but that's my and i don't get too much into the coaching they won that's what matters but. real quick ryan we got enough smiths on the team it's hawkinson oh hawkinson <laughs> all right ryan great great call is all <laughs> great call as always buddy yeah. talk to you soon ryan you know as we head to break we got to tell you about the jethro's meal we had tonight because it was absolutely wonderful ross ross went into the jethro itself but you 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 just dove into the tenderloin part of it. That tenderloin that they make at Jethro's, to me, is one of the best tenderloins in Iowa. It's fantastic. I don't know if it's the breading. It's kind of like it's, it's, it's thicker breading, but the tenderloin itself is fantastic. So I, that's absolutely what I did. I tore the sandwich apart, pulled the tenderloin out of there, and that's what I had for dinner. We had the Parmesan chicken fries. We had the nacho waffle fries. Um, I had, what was that, brisket... A patty melt? Uh, the brisket Reuben. Reuben. Brisket, brisket Reuben. Reuben. It was amazing. What'd you have there, Sean? Something with a lot of bacon on it. Well, there, there was a lot of bacon on everything. Chicken, bacon, grease, if we're, if we're making you hungry, get to Jethro's because Jethro's rocks and Jethro's is the official sponsor of Sound Off on News Radio 1040 WHO. Stella. Your turn, Hawkeye fans. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Sponsored by JLM Gun Shop, Schottenkirk Ford of Indianola, and Tompkins Industries. Here's Stanley to throw. Looks to the short side of the field. Now he's running to his right. Steps back up in the pocket. Now he's going to run for the first down, or try to get it anyway. And does. Fights across the 35. Nate Stanley with a scramble for the first down in the first half. Iowa beats Iowa State 13-3. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. 
on News Radio 1040 WHO. What did we just say before the break? Sean asked this question. I go, "What? This is the greatest show on earth. Why would why wouldn't well, the phones it, be full?" It, yeah, every time we hang up on somebody, it takes a few seconds. The phone line rings, and we're we're jammed up again. We said we could be on the air till midnight tonight. Yeah. We could easily do this. We've got the energy to fly for another couple of hours. And- and I said, this is the greatest show on earth. Hey, by the way, Brianne's taking the task. She's, she's kind of cute, too. She's on Twitter. And Brianne says this. <laughs> Brianne says, Ross, love listening to the show on the drive home. But how can you say with a straight face that Epines is the third best defensive end is insane to me? His name is mentioned on nearly every play he's on. Two sacks and a forced fumble today. I st- because he's the third dude in, Brianne. I mean, Nelson and Hesse are playing. Don't yell at her now. I'm not trying to yell at you. Here, you come off as sexist. Brianne, in my opinion, <laughs> AJ Epinesa has the highest potential of any of these guys. And I now think, you come off condescending. Brianne, listen to me. All right, <laughs> AJ Epinesa is going to get his time. He's going to be the dude. Now you're passive aggressive. Ross, my, don't mess this up for me, man. Come on. <laughs> Two eight four ten forty. Give us a call so I can just talk to you personally, Brianne, because that's the only way we're going to be able to make this thing work. Jason on I eighty. Welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Jason. Jason. Oh, Jason. Jason, you, this is your one shot, man. All right, let's go to Craig on I eighty. Oh, well, hold, oh, on, hold, hold on, hold on. We got to do something. Sweet. I know. I, okay, I didn't we'll mean to do that. Yeah. Okay. Do yeah. I hit it again? We'll do that, and then we'll do this. Craig. Craig! Hi guys. How hey, you doing? Good. A uh, that Iowa chant was unbelievable. Went on forever. I was wondering if any fans out there know when they started that. The first time I heard it was 1986 Rose Bowl, but it went UCLA, and it drove us crazy. <laughs> All right, I, this is gonna, Craig. People, this, get, people get mad at me at this question. What was cooler, Craig, the IOWA or the uh, Wave today? Uh. I've been there for the wave before. Today, the chant was unbelievable how long it went on. It must have been 15 minutes. Wow. So you're saying the IOWA was better today? Well, the, the, yeah. the wave yeah. is momentary. Yeah. Yes. And the wave also has the emotional attachment. It does. Right? But I don't know. There's a lot of emotion over the, the, the chant I, today. Craig, I'm with Craig in this. And, and the guys that have mentioned this, I should have said this before. Those are some of my best memories of being inside a Kinnick. I yeah. mean it. Like, and, the, and chanting Hawkeye State after yeah. the wins yeah. was awesome, too. But that IOWA, it, it gets the blood flowing, especially when it's rocking the way it was tonight. Thanks, yeah. Craig. Appreciate That's it, sir. Part- the best part of the day was uh, taking my six-year-old son to his first Iowa game. Oh, that's great awesome. Memory, that is awesome. What a great memory, well, man. Did you buy him lots of stuff, get him lots of gear? Uh, yeah. That a boy. That a boy. You're a good dad, Craig. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. You know, Ross right, said thanks, A.J. Evans is the third best defensive end uh, on this Iowa Hawkeye team. Just totally insulting Brianne. Now, stop. And but first but of all, you know what? All I know is A.J. was – he knew the crowd was behind him today. The only way to describe it tonight was it was it was electrifying. I mean, they, they were into the game the entire time. They uh, they helped us get, build momentum on defense. And, uh, I mean, they were just there. And if, you're, uh, if your crowd's like that and your fans are like that, you can use that as an edge. But we should expect lunacy from Ross, right, Sean? I mean, he doesn't like John Wayne. He doesn't like the greatest generation. I mean, doesn't stop. like Muhammad Ali. No! Spits on the greatest generation. That's, that is wrong, rude, and <laughs> fake news. Let's uh, go I mean, to... you said it on these airwaves a couple years ago. <laughs> Let's go to Jess on I-80. Jess, I welcome... I just think the hubris of calling yourself the greatest generation when you're... Ri- anyway. Jess, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. How are we doing, guys? Great. 
Hey, you know, I was at that game that I that I would chant went on forever. I absolutely loved it. You know, uh, Evanessa, first best defensive end. You know what? You know, carrying the team on his back the whole game. You know, he might as well go down to Slumberland Furniture, get himself a nice temperpeated mattress to sleep on. His back's going to be tight. <laughs> I love it, Jess. Thanks, and then, man. Listen, I'm, and I say that meaning it as a compliment to AJ Epinesa and the dudes he's I know playing with. I that, think I do. Yes. I, yeah. I love Epinesa. I think he's going to be a fan. He's going to be a dynamic Iowa Hawkeye. It's awesome that right now that's the third dude that comes in to play that position. That's that's all I'm saying. All right, Jess, that it? Hey, that, that, hey that's it, guys. Appreciate it. First right. time listener, first time caller. First time Jess, listener? You do. Absolutely. I'm new to this state. You know, it's a great game. I'm glad I was there. We're, hold on, hold on, hold on. That, we got to dig here. Yeah. Now, where, yeah. where are you from? I'm from Montana. Oh, so so you only have FCS football up there. You got Montana, Montana State. Montana, Montana State. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. All right. So what brings you to Iowa then? My job, you know. Uh, I came to Glen Furniture. I'll be here for Glen Glen Furniture the day I die. Very cool. That's cool. Well, welcome to Iowa. So, are you? I'll take it. You're a Hawkeye fan, then, right now. You, you've you've annoyed. You've you just accepted, after today. After yeah. today, you're a Hawkeye you know, fan. I was I, I was teetering back and forth for the longest time. But you know what? After today, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm a Hawkeye fan. That yeah, it is. Dude, all in. Kinnick will do it to you, Jess. Thanks I'm, for. I'm, I'm all in. I appreciate you guys. Thanks. Thanks, so Jess. Thanks for joining appreciate the team, man. That's awesome, Jess. It's awesome. Very cool. Uh two eight four ten forty. Let's go to Eddie. Eddie, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off and News Radio 1040 WHO. Hey, um, I'm talking for Eddie. My name is Mike. Uh, okay, Mike. How about you? Mike? How about you had the drink tonight? What's Mike? Eddie think? Well, this is what Eddie. This is what Eddie thinks. Eddie says Stanley's record is one interception, no touchdown passes, one punt. Nobody's mm- talked about Stanley's punt. Well, he didn't have an interception today. No, that's his record for the season. Oh, okay. Right. One interception, no touchdown passes, one punt. So, therefore what, Eddie? What does Mike think should be – or what does Eddie think should be done, Mike? I'm confused. Uh, so Eddie much. thinks the offense needs to perform a little better, but we'll take the punt. <laughs> Thanks, boys. I'm jerking your chain. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. This is Mike, but I'm calling for Eddie. <laughs> Eddie wants you guys to know that's that's fantastic. I love it. Two eight four ten forty. Frank in Des Moines, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sunday. Thank you. You guys have a great show. He's a hard one to follow. Eddie or Mike, whoever he was. Both. I just want to tell you three things. Number one, I firmly believe that the Hawks have the best defense in the Big Ten, okay? Number two, I think they possibly could have one of the top five defenses in the entire country. And uh, three, when is the running back that has a sprained ankle going to come back, and how bad is it? Is it a high ankle sprain, or is it going to be back next week? I think we have a word from Coach Ferentz on this, Frank. He talked about Ivory Kelly Martin, the ankle issue, and what we should expect on his health. We were hoping he might get him back yesterday, and he he couldn't make it. So uh, we'll go another couple days, see where he's at. Great. Uh, one thing for sure at the running back, I mean, we're not going to put him out there unless the, the yeah. medical staff's confident he's he's ready to go because sure. it just, you know, that's that's. Uh, they don't set him back. Frank, any, uh, Frank, any other questions <laughs> for no, Coach Ferentz? 
Coach Clarence, I wanted to mention one thing. You know, uh, 10 years ago, I was sick and I was going to have brain surgery, and I wrote him a letter and said, Go Hawks, and told him, you know what? He wrote me back a card and said, Don't worry, hang tough. And and that's pretty neat for a coach to do that, you know? That's really cool. Out. Absolutely. He's a, he's, a, yep. he's a good guy. Very good. Thanks, right. Frank. Thanks, appreciate, Frank. appreciate it. it. Yep. Do you think did you ever he thought? Do you ever get a letter? Do you letter? think he thought Ferentz was talking to him? Why can't we get Coach Ferentz? I mean, what's he doing right now? Eating ice cream. Coach Ferentz could call us. Two eight four two eight four ten forty. Coach. Speaking. Of, oh, I thought we had one line open. We don't. It's it's ringing already. All right, we got to get one more in because people are just calling left and right. So who's been on Jason's hold? Jason's been on hold the longest. Jason on I eighty. Welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Hey guys, great show. How Thank are we you. Doing tonight. Good. 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 Hey. uh one little thing. I'm not on over in Western Iowa. What's that? You kind of cut out there, why Jason. Do you guys not, why do you guys not have this show on in Western Iowa? Oh, in Western Iowa. Well, it doesn't, but it's nighttime. WHO should be reaching the, the Missouri River. It doesn't, though. It doesn't? Okay. Unfortunately, but, in Sioux City, it just doesn't get Okay, over. Jason, yeah, North, here's the deal. Northwest. Hold, hold on. iHeart Radio app. Download it. You can listen to it right there oh, on your phone. I, I get that. I get it. But well, I, ju- I was just curious about it. Longer, longer we conversation, should, Jason. Let's talk yep. to the Sioux City stations to see if we can get us on there. That's, that's what I'm thinking. WHO, Des Moines, and iHeart Radio station. And on your HD radio, KDRV HD2. News Radio 1040, WHO. Mother Nature hitting several areas. I'm Ann Carrick, Fox News. Tropical Storm Florence expected to become a hurricane heads toward the U.S. southeast coast with storms Isaac and Helene close behind. Fox meteorologist Rick Reichmuth. One five days from now is going to be right around the Lesser Antilles, and the other one five days from now is going to be right along the shores of somewhere from, say, Jacksonville up towards Cape Hatteras. Still too early to say where it is. This would be the weekend to be making all your preparations to have your plans in place uh, for this storm. The Carolinas and Virginia, all three issuing an emergency declaration. In Fort Worth, a woman and her child drowned after their car is swept away in a flood following heavy rainfall across North Texas. A suspected tornado touched down in western Kentucky, damaging three homes, taking down trees and pushing vehicles together. 20-year-old Japanese phenom Naomi Osaka wins the U.S. Open 6-2-6-4, thwarting Serena Williams' attempt at a 24th Grand Slam title. A heated exchange between Williams and the umpire cost her three penalties, not just points, but also an entire game. This was Osaka's first Grand Slam title and the first for a Japanese woman. Former President Barack Obama in Orange County, California, rallying for Democratic congressional candidates before the midterm elections and blasting the politics of fear. It's not one individual. It's not uh, one big super PAC billionaires. It's apathy. It's indifference. There were reports of Trump supporters with bullhorns outside the Anaheim Convention Center. Fox News, fair and balanced.
Well, the game may be over, but the best Hawkeye analysis is just getting started. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Ross Peterson and Travis Justice are taking your calls. Sound Off. This is your home for the Hawkeyes. News Radio 1040. WHO. Final hour of the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. We're on until 11 o'clock tonight. The phones have been absolutely spectacular because we haven't had an open line since the show went on the air, and we want to thank you for that as Iowa beats Iowa State, as we expected, four years in a row now. First time under the Kirk Ferentz era, which is now year 20, that um, Iowa's won four straight against Iowa State. So, Big Brother stays on top for yet another year. 284-1040, or you can reach out to us on Twitter, at SoundOffWHO, where Rob says, please... Please tell me you will be on after the game next week. This is fantastic radio. Rob, we are going to be on. I thought I thought for sure you were going to say, Rob, we know. <laughs> well, we do know that, but it's not right to brag on yourself. Though this is the greatest show on earth, right? Is this not the greatest show on radio in Iowa? Or the nation, for that matter. I've always told you, you know, I was when I was driving through the Southwest one time when I was a kid, listening yeah. to the Mark Levin show. Yeah. I thought he had the greatest radio promo of all time. What did it say? He said, "God's favorite radio show." <laughs> and we've taken that over, right? Uh, I'm not sure about that. Let's go. Let's, to, go, let's go to Ames. That's where CJ is. CJ, welcome to God's favorite radio show. Oh boy, you guys uh, don't have egos at all. Hey, three things. Three things. Thirteen to three, I'm happy. Thirty seven six right now. Penn State is leading Pitt, so maybe Penn State's a little bit better than we thought. And the third thing, and most importantly, holy crap, Iowa basketball landed a point guard in twenty nineteen. <laughs> CJ, all good stuff, man. No doubt about that. That's funny. Now we you might be a little bit more sold. We were watching that Penn State Pitt game. Uh, Penn State, as you said, up thirty-seven-six. Is, well, yeah. is that the score you gave us, CJ? Yeah, it's raining. It's raining, and it's thirty-seven-six, and there's nobody in the stadium. Well, last time I looked, it was seven to six, Penn State. I think so. A lot has happened since the last time we had it. We were going back and forth between the Minnesota game. We got bored with that. We went to the Penn State game. We got bored with that. We went to the Clemson A and M game. That ended up being an exciting finish. And now we're stuck on the Michigan State Arizona State game. We right were now. so bored at one point. We sought out Virginia Indiana. CJ, <laughs> how's that going? We didn't even find. We, we, we didn't, even we get didn't to go it. find yeah. out. <laughs> we found other games. Did Maryland pull it out against Bowling Green? I saw they were struggling for a while. Uh, Trav, you got the Big Ten up in front of you. I can get to it right now if you'd like me yeah, to. Yeah, why don't you go ahead and get to it. All CJ, right. thanks for your phone call. Appreciate it, All buddy. Right. 284-1040, 284-1040. Let's go Mar- to... Maryland did, by the way, pull it out. Yeah, they had a 28 to nothing fourth quarter. Ended up winning oh, wow. that thing 45-14. Wow. Let's go to Kyle on I-80. Kyle, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off on News Radio 1040 WHO. What's up, guys? How much, hey, man? Uh, my, uh... So obviously, the D line has been great so far. My argument is for Amani Hooker as the uh, the best player on the defense so far. Mm. He uh, nothing over the top at all for either Northern uh, Northern Illinois or Iowa State, but he's just been outstanding. He tackles everything in front of him. I think he's the best safety we've had since Tyler Stash. I I think that's really good, Kyle. I, I like that a lot. I you know the Sash. That's a pretty lofty comparison, but I like what Amani Hooker did today. I think you're right. Over the last couple of games, man, it's 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 hard to look past that defensive line when you're talking about a defensive it MVP. But but Kyle, when we look back at the expectations for what this season were, we all knew that defensive front was going to be really formidable. 
We thought there were some question marks in that secondary, and Amani Hooker's one of the guys that has solidified that. So I think that's a, a yeah. great a great call, good perspective. Thanks, Kyle. Yeah, Phil Parker, he always seems to have a gem back there, so yeah. hopefully he keeps it up. This is what I said in our pregame Facebook Live, Kyle, that I, the, one of the reasons I wasn't as concerned as I felt like I maybe should have been about those uh, the matchups with those cor- with the wide receivers and corners was because I was done such a good job of identifying special talent there the last few years. Oh yeah, for sure. Thanks, Kyle. Good call, Thanks, man. Thanks, Kyle. Appreciate it. Yeah, two eight four ten forty two eight four ten forty. Let's go to Frank in Des Moines. Frank, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Good evening, guys. How, How you doing, Frank? Um, hey, listen. I want I want to say this, and I really mean it. And I've never said this before about Iowa State. But I was very, very impressed with them. I don't particularly like uh, uh, Coach Campbell. Um, he said some good things before the game. I was impressed with Iowa and Iowa State. This was this was a slugfest. I, I, if you had been on the field, you would probably got your nose buddied. I mean, these guys were playing. I saw the first half on television, and I listened to the second half on WHO. I'll tell you, tell you this, this honest to goodness, I'm not blowing smoke up your exhaust pipe. That 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 um, the people that announced the game uh, on the radio knew football, and they knew what they were doing, knew what they're saying, knew the officials, uh, the 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 new rules and stuff like that. They they were um, they're very very excellent. Um, I'm talking about uh, Eddie Podolak and, and uh, the other announcer. I'm, Gary, I'm Gary, Gary Dolphin, the, Frank. The people that call in on your radio know what they're doing. The people on television don't know what they're talking about. They're, they're, they're in Gaga land. I've never, I mean, I mean, I I appreciate good football. I, I, I appreciate sports. I'm actually a basketball coach that, that, that if, Many, many people and many, many uh, officials don't know what they're doing. I, I, I've seen it. I've turned them into the state for throwing games. The, the, what I'm saying... You're taking this in a weird direction. Frank. Okay, here's the end of it. Okay. This was all a compliment for Iowa, Iowa State football. Okay. And it was a compliment for WHO in their broadcast. Uh, and, and your show in being intelligent about the game. Thanks, oh, thank, you, thank Frank. you, Frank. And we and by the way, Gary. A lot of times, Dolph is listening to this as he's driving home. He listens yeah. to Sound Off. We know, so we we will hopefully he heard that. And I mean, it's probably like when people tell us it's a good show. You know, if somebody says Gary, you do a good job. Don't you think Dolph's like, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, I got Podolak there with me. Of course we're kicking butt. Let's go to Billy on I-80, I believe. Billy, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. This is uh, That was my first ever Cy-Hawk game, and that was probably one of the crappiest Iowa games I've ever been to. That was, oh, it was one of the crappiest, Billy? Well, uh, friggin' Nate Stanley needs to learn how to, I don't even know, but. That defensive line was unbelievable, though. That was a pretty good game towards the second half. All right, Billy, uh, Yeah, the, the defense looked fantastic today. I totally agree with you. I'm disappointed. Now, where were you sitting? Because we've had some people tell us the north end zone was amazing. We had some people talk about the Iowa chant, that that was, uh, that was quite a moment, too. Um, 
my dad and his friend Kelly have uh, season tickets. We're actually in the front, the very front row in the north end zone, right by the goalpost. So a lot was happening right in front of us. It was pretty amazing. Very cool, wow. Billy. Glad you had fun cool, up Billy. there. Wish you'd have had more fun, but uh, th- those will come as, uh, you know, you start piling those games up, dude. It'll it'll seem like more fun, I promise. How do you not have fun when uh, when Iowa wins the Cyhawk game? You're sitting in the front row in the North Stadium, and the Iowa chant goes for a, a record 25 minutes and 30 seconds. Because for the last three years, you've beat this team. For the last three years, you've had... So it's old hat now, is what you're saying? It was, and Travis, we've had some people say they thought the game was boring. We've had passionate Iowa Hawkeye football fans call in tonight and say at times they thought this game was kind of a snoozer. We did not feel that way. But I'm not going to fault Billy, who's, uh, I mean, what, a teenager it sounded like, right? Yeah. I'm not going to fault Billy, who, even if this is his very first Cyhawk game, the last couple years, Iowa has beat Iowa State. It's been really exciting games. Today maybe didn't fall into that. 284-1040 or sound off at W Sound Off WHO on Twitter where Troy says, Hey, by the way, your stats guy's wrong. The sack benchmark is thirty to get over that to get that under Ference and win ten or more games. Okay, because earlier I think it was John that called in and yeah. said when they get to forty wins, yeah. Yeah. they usually get double digit. Uh, when they get to when they get to forty wins, when they get to forty sacks in a season. Those usually equal double digit win totals. Also, why did he mention six quarters? I was played eight of those. I think they have nine sacks total. Good start for the benchmark. Very cool. That's uh, our buddy Troy. It. Is that Troy Hyde? Uh, yes, yeah, it is. That's a, he's a so great... now we have tweeters checking the callers. Well, and Troy's a <laughs> Troy's a good one. You know, listen, John's a guy that's been in the industry. Troy's a guy that is a journalist. So we we got some good ones here, man. Great fact checking. Thank you, Troy. Two eight four ten forty. Let's go back to the phones. That's where Dan is on I eighty. Dan, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Hey guys, thanks for having me on. Not a problem. What do you got? Well, I just want to get your your input. You know, I love the game. Defense played a uh, fantastic game today. Um, but play calling on third down. I want to see what you guys thought. It, what's happened to the times where if it's third and seven, you run the curl route at, for eight yards, not for four yards, and then just hope that these guys can make the next, you know, three, four yards up to get the first down. Why do you think that Iowa, at least seems like these last two years, we've really gone to the the underneath and trying to, you know, make those first downs off screens instead of just running to the sticks and getting the first down. Dan, I don't know, but I'm I'm gonna guess for you, okay? We'll just we'll play the speculate game for a little while. Okay. My my gut tells me that that's what the defense is giving the offense. That's kind of how Iowa runs their offense. What's available, what is the defense going to allow us to do, and then we're gonna do that and we're gonna take those four, five, seven yards that they allow us, and then a couple of times a game, we're going to try to make some sort of game-breaking game breaking play. And I think that philosophy just kind of holds itself true even in those third and long situations. Defenses drop back. The middle of the field is open up. You've got maybe three receivers out on the edge against one cornerback. You, you recognize those mismatches, and that's the way that you've been taught to play. That's the checkdowns that you have in place is to take what the defense has given you or is giving you, rather, and that's why we see so many of those plays that go underneath on third and long because so many of those defenses are are pushing back. Again, I don't know that to be fact, Dan. That's just my speculation. Yeah, well, that, that makes sense. I guess I just, you know, I, I'd like to see when you got guys like Fant and stuff, get them down to where those sticks are. But, uh, yeah, I see what you're saying with taking what the, the defense is giving you. So. 
Appreciate the time, Thanks, guys. Dan. Appreciate uh, it. Love, the, love the show. Thanks, Thanks man. Dan. Appreciate Iowa it, buddy. 6 of 17 on third down conversions today. 284-1040, Reach out to us on Twitter at SoundOffWHO. James, Chris, Dimitru. Something tells me that's wrong, but you're only as good as your call screener. Uh, Mike and <laughs> Steph, we got one line open if you want to fill it at 284-1040. Never mind. It's ringing. It's the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off on News Radio 1040 WHO. Your turn, Hawkeye fans. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Sponsored by JLM Gun Shop, Schottenkirk Ford of Indianola, and Tompkins Industries. Brady Ross is the fullback, and he gets the call, and he gets the first down. Brady Ross, the pride of Humboldt. I want to get Gary Dolphin in the studio and do an Iowa geography test. You don't want to do that with, with Dolph. Yeah, I do. Because I just want to be amazed at it. He, that's what it would be. I learned some stuff about Dolph over the last couple of years that's incredible. He's a Civil War buff. Did you know that? I didn't know that. He and one of his best friends from college, they like travel around and go to all of the different Civil War battle sites. He's been to dozens of them. Really? It's incredible, right. And then he and his wife will take like bye weeks and travel around and do some sort of historical stuff in Iowa. So he... He'd destroy when it came to Iowa history, yeah. and he's a Civil War buff, too. So. Let's get back to the phones at 284-1040. Steph in Iowa City, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Is this Steph, did you say? I, well, he's, okay, we hold on. We think it's Steph. It tells us it's Steph, but it's spelled with two Fs. Yeah, it's so. S-T-E-F-F. Okay, then that's me. Okay. I'm Brad from Melrose's sister, and I'm Tommy from Des Moines' niece. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All sorts of connections here, Steph. Hey, this I'm going to take it a little different direction. Hey, here. can I ask you a question tonight, though, Steph? What? How much you had to drink tonight? Not very much. Real okay, but a little bit, right? right. A little bit. Okay. Okay. So the girls are wearing tube tops and mini skirts. Cool. You think that that's going to carry into late October, early November? Do I think the the tube tops and mini skirts will still be on in November? Yeah. It depends on what the temperature is. I'm not sure we're supposed to be talking about college girls' clothes coming off. I don't know what's happening. I don't know. <laughs> I can, I know Come on I, I now. I don't know where Steph was. Yeah, Sean, you're gonna have to jump in here and take the ball here. We're uh, I'm all I'm all for the two tops uh, staying on, possibly coming off. But if we want to, you know, the skirts are. You know, I I don't want to comment on the skirts there. So well, it's what, the football but, season. I guess you wear what you want to wear. So what'd you wear to the game, Steph? Well, I wore pants today. All right. No maybe. tube tops and pants? Maybe go with the skirt and tube top. No time. tube top. No tube top. You don't want to see this in a tube top. <laughs> all right, So, Steph, Steph what do you, well, I yeah, mean, what's okay, your point it. here? That at the end of the year, that uh, once they're all bundled up, there won't be <laughs> as much energy to, or what? You don't well, want to see me shirtless know, when you, know, you did that tonight. tailgating, and I just see a lot of these girls around wearing that, and I don't know if I'm for it or not, but I feel like my brother, Brad from Melrose, is for it. I'm sure Tommy from Des Moines, he probably likes it. I don't know if he comes. <laughs> oh. Steph, you've made my night. All right. Well, I'm going to hang up and listen, and I love Dolph, too. So you guys keep talking. All right. Did you notice the sideline reporter on uh, Fox? She's getting a lot of play on Twitter right now. She was wearing overalls. She's getting a lot of play. Was she wearing overalls? It wasn't. I don't know if it, maybe it was an all denim dress. I don't know. But she was going to the farm theme. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. 
big supporter of what she was doing. Did it look good? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, she's winning, have you ever seen an, Twitter. Hold right on. Now. Have you ever seen an ugly side of a reporter? 284-1040. Yeah, we did have this conversation, and I don't want to do that on the air. <laughs> okay. Chris from I-80, how are you? Great. Fantastic. Thanks but, for uh, taking my call. Thanks for calling yeah, us, Chris. Thank you. Um, what was the deal with Matt Campbell's coaching staff and the black screens? Is it that much of a top secret to call plays? You'd be surprised, Chris, that Iowa State's not alone in this. In fact, a, a lot of college football teams are going to these screens because they believe the press box or their spies that try to steal signals. And, you know, people try to steal signals in Major League Baseball. You and and, and yeah. if you watch, I was watching Dabo Sweeney tonight in the uh, Clemson A&M game. And watch coaches on TV when they're talking into their headset. They'll put their play card over their mouth because they believe there are lip readers out there. Coaches right. are the most paranoid individuals on the face of the earth. Is it safe for us to assume that every coach also then employs a lip reader to stare at the other sideline i don't know uh, go ahead Chris. And, I, and i understand covering up you know with with a placard card but come on these were like six foot tall screens and it looked stupid i won't it really look stupid yeah. chris i won't comment on how it looked because i i i mean i think that i, I know, agree but, with you on that but i think it is a necessary part of it i know that sounds crazy it is like a catcher and a pitcher talking into their glove they're trying to block those signs from other people relaying them, and I just think that that's that's a, a part of the game right now. I don't think it's going to catch on, and every team will be doing it. But you do see a few dozen teams out there in college football yeah. that go to these links. All right, thanks, Chris. Appreciate it. All right, go ahead. Thank you. Oh, okay. I will. Oh, sorry. I think he was going to say Iowa wins by forty. Maybe. Well, you also see like play cards with like. Uh, Kermit the Frog or Miss Piggy on them, they, or they put Bart Simpson. They just have their different ways of doing things. I don't get it. Should do Travis shirtless. No, that's – by the way, somebody said I look like a walrus tonight. And the shadow in here didn't help it's me not, out. It's not tonight. I look like – remember remember the Bane character from one of the um, Batman movies? Yeah. This is yours, Batman. Yeah, that guy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you look like a fatter version of him? Uh, ooh. I was I was asking. Yeah, I, I, I did. I, was, I, I really did. I I didn't realize my reflection would make me look so fat, but that's what happened. Is it Dimitri or Dimitru? Oh, wait, by, by reflection, did you mean picture? Hello, Dimitru. <laughs> it's Dimitru. Yes, you got it. Right. Okay, he didn't spell it right. I guarantee you that. What's up, Dimitru? What do you want to share it with us? Well, um, what's up with the start of the game with the delay of game? Well, I, I think that was a, just a, a confusion. Uh, I don't think Nate Stanley heard them blow the whistle to, to get it started. And it was, it was a weird way. To, he looked confused. Kirk Ferentz looked confused. I think they were waiting for, for a whistle. But once they placed the ball after kickoff, I think that's when the whistle started and the playcock started. I think they were just totally surprised by it. It, it, was, it wasn't was, the ideal way to start, yeah. for sure. I was still because I was like, what's going on? The playcock started? Yeah. But yeah. Um, and then the field goals. Come on, we got to hit those. I mean, the, the offense would not have looked that bad if we can get those points on the board. I think would have been six more because he missed two of them today, right? Correct, correct. But like you know, would have changed the game a little bit, certainly, Dimitri. Yeah. Yes, yes. And then, fans, uh, uh, he looks like when he catches the ball, he's a little bit afraid of getting hit. I mean, what's up with, like, if you, if you watch him, like, he catches the ball and then he jumps the same time he's catching the ball. Like, his feet comes off the ground. 
for no no like no reason. All right, Dimitri, we got to let you go. Thanks for the call, Thanks, Dimitri. Right, and, you know, I think we might might be overanalyzing Noah Fant there a little bit. I don't think he's afraid of contact. A couple of the times they were balls kind of thrown behind him. He had to go get. Hour or half hour to go. Get your calls in. Fox News Radio, I'm Debbie Hanley. Tropical storm Florence in the Atlantic Ocean is expected to become a major hurricane by early next week. Everyone along the eastern coast of the United States needs to be watching this storm. Um, the best we can say at this point, though, is that the highest risk of potential impacts occur- is along the southeastern United States coast. Hurricane specialist Robbie Berg. Texas Congressman Lloyd Doggett gave the Democratic Weekly Address, which took aim at Republican efforts to repeal Obamacare. Recently, I introduced myself an amendment in the committee on which I serve to reaffirm protections for pre-existing conditions. But every single Republican committee member voted once again to deny this critical guarantee. Texas Republicans are leading a coalition of 20 states seeking to repeal Obamacare. Fox News, we report, you decide. So, uh. Your turn, Hawkeye fans. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Sponsored by HawkeyeNation.com, GNL Clothing, and Schottenkirk Chevrolet. After further review, the receiver landed on the line to gain. It's a first down. That was huge. Uh, I was I was hot at that moment. And he should have been. They just had the one with Iowa State where Iowa State gets the spot that is about three, four feet, uh, maybe a, I don't know, a yard, yard and a half ahead of where they were supposed to be, and they roll right along. Move the chains. We're not even going uh, to measure this thing. Iowa State's able to rush to the line, snap a play. The next series, Hawkinson comes down, and the official, when you watch the instant replay, he's looking right at where he goes down. The side judge is rushing up on it, and they still missed it by about two feet. But that was the one where they reversed it and yes. led to an Iowa score, which Luckily. was huge. Uh, 284-1040, let's go back to the phones. Mike and Nevada, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Soundoff. Hey, the only thing I want to say is I watched the Eastern Michigan-Purdue uh, game and we have a quarterback that transferred it through for 312 yards and never saw any meaningful action at Iowa. And I just always wonder, why don't we substitute once in a while when our quarterbacks aren't playing well? That's all I have to say, and I'll hang up. Thanks, Mike. Eastern Michigan, by the way, coached by former Drake coach uh, Chris Creighton, got the win today uh, at Purdue. You know, I don't think it's right to substitute your, your quarterback. The quarterback means so much to the flow of the game. And unless you're settled on a two-quarterback system, I don't believe in substituting your quarterbacks. Do you, Ross? No. I, 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 I've never been a big fan of it. <laughs> no, I'm with, uh, with you on this one, Travis. He's talking about Tyler Wiegers, by yeah. the way, who went 20 of 28, 312 yards to a touchdown and an interception in the uh, 2019 win over Purdue. I, and I've seen this a little bit tonight with some people that are wondering, wait, why did we leave Nate Stanley in the game? Because Nate Stanley is your best quarterback. You can't start doing that. Absolutely because it, not. Because it, it leads to fan dissension. It leads to maybe internal dissension. You, you don't want to deal with it. Ask Matt Campbell what he's had to deal with the last couple of years of the quarterback situation. Very good point. It's, it's no fun. When What's going to happen? Kyle Kemp did not have a great game today. Go and back he got with Jake Rudock and C.J. Beathard. What happens when, when Kyle Kemp comes back? He's your starting quarterback. Yeah. And I think... You have to do that so that you don't have the guys. There's a difference between motivation and scaring a guy. And I think when you do something like that, say, man, 
you had a bad quarter, you just lost your job to this other guy. I think you put undue pressure on the guys that when they make a mistake, they're going to be looking over their shoulder. 284-1040, James in Iowa City. Welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off on News Radio 1040 WHO. Hey, why don't you guys think that, like, does Phil Parker get really the credit he deserves? I mean, it's amazing how much Brian Ferentz has talked about, but Phil Parker never gets talked about, but the defense almost always performs at a really high level. James, that's a, a microcosm of what we saw all day today, where people were bored by this game because it was low scoring. People thought the offense has sucked because it was low scoring. I, I thought, I, I'm totally with you. We talk about Brian Ferentz because offense is exciting. It's what everybody gets pumped up about. Defense is, the cliche is true, defense is what wins championships. Defense is what wins games like this. You're right that we should be talking a lot more about Phil Parker. The reason is it's just not sexy. Well, I mean, the one last thing, the biggest testament to if you're really a good coach is if your unit, your position performs well, and his secondary almost always performs well. I mean, that's true. Uh, a, a point I've tried to make a couple times today too, James. That's a really good one. The secondary was has been really good the last couple of days. Thanks, James. Thanks, appreciate James. it. Appreciate it. And, and Phil it, Parker's defense has just been great. It has been. And, and Kirk and Kirk Ferentz talked about the defense after the game. I guess I mean our defense played well outside of that first possession, which ties in with the field uh, time of possession that Ed, Ed referenced there. Uh, from that point on, I thought we really played tough defense. And then for us to have to do that in a tough way in the fourth quarter. Let's go to I-80. That's where Joel is. Joel, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off on News Radio 1040 WHO. Hey, guys. I thought the game was pretty pitiful from my perspective, but the D played outstanding, no doubt about that. The D-line dominated. The linebackers played well. Uh, cornerback secondary was awesome. But I have to say, the crowd was amazing. The whole entire fourth quarter was IOWA the entire time. And I feel as though that the, the Hawkeye fans willed them to a win. Joel, thanks for the phone call, man. Pitiful. Another another scathing criticism of the game. <laughs> will, will people ever be happy? You win a game. Will, you know, here's what I do. You know, how, you know why I'm happy? Well, Iowa won. It makes the show a lot better. You know how I started my day? I figure I'm going to start my day the lowest point in mood that I can. So I got up at 5 o'clock this morning, and I watched Leaving Las Vegas. Oh, dude. (laughs) I can beat you. Really? Yeah, I can beat you. So I left the house this morning. I was going to help a friend move, and I took the kids out to Pleasant Hill, but I left my phone at my house. Yeah. So when I go downtown to to an apartment complex that's 400 units... To help my buddy move, I'm locked out. I don't have a phone to get a hold of him. Even worse, took the wife's car, and when I got out of the car, busted the door handle. Oh, uh-huh. yeah, but I watched Leaving Las Vegas. Well, your mood was worse yeah, than mine. My, mood but my was day it. started okay. worse than yours. That's true. At 284 uh, well, we can keep going before we take a break. Yeah, let's, we'll go to, this. let's go to Chad in Des Moines. Chad, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Hey, how's it going? Great. Um, well, Chad. First, just want to know, Ross, I like to party. Oh, uh, thanks, Chad. Is that, yeah. is that code for something? Well, we had a Maybe. yeah. We had a talk one time about uh, we asked all of our listeners whether they like to party. Okay, Chad likes yeah. to party. You like Colorado, Chad? Yeah, yeah I've been there. Yeah, <laughs> Chad likes to party. Um, yeah. But I was calling for the the last night they called about the tube tops. I just know I would come if they were in the tube tops or out of the tube tops. <laughs> I understand it, Chad. Thanks, Chad. Let's. <laughs> 
Chad likes to party. <laughs> yes, he does. Jim calling in. It says you're calling in from Pocahontas, Illinois. Yes, Pocahontas, Illinois. It's southeast of St. Louis. Well, wow. thanks for giving us a call. Thanks for listening, Jim. We really appreciate it. You bet. I love the show. And I just, in some of my other call, earlier callers said, I was a defense is amazing. And I think uh, people are underrating how good this defense is. This is really something special, I think. And they, they I think they're set up to have a hell of a year. Hmm. This is, you know, I hadn't thought about this. It's a schedule year, right? I mean, it's a schedule year. Game one. It's a schedule year, but Iowa has never had so deep of defensive line. They dominated the game today. And I don't know if anybody noticed, but Iowa, since Norm Parker has been there, they will have a play where they shift when the team is on, the other team is on the one-yard line, they only do it about once a game or once every two or three games, draws the other team off, I think that turned the game around because then Iowa State had to kick a field goal. And if you go back and look at Norm Parker put that in, and they do it rarely, and they say it was a brilliant play, and I think it turned the game around. I saw him get him jump, and thanks for the call, Jim, when they uh... – uh, we're in the Raider package at one point too. They they drew an offside. Yep. yep. So or an illegal procedure. I love the Raider package. I just think it's so hard to defend. I wish I wish they did it more. Two eight four ten forty. Jennifer, Mike, Joe, Frank, and Thunder Chicken. You know what I think about names, right? You, I don't like them like nicknames. I like real names. Did he really give you Thunder Chicken? Yeah. Okay. Who knows? We're going to pull the guy on back. Thunder Chicken. He's going to go, uh, I told him my name was Rick. <laughs> we'll try to get your phone calls when we come back on the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Am I more than you and I hit the post. Yet, your turn, Hawkeye fans. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Sponsored by Grinnell Mutual Reinsurance Company, Cookies Barbecue Sauce, and American Trust. See if the Hawks can overpower them. They're going for it on fourth down. Four wideouts, double slot. Montgomery the running back. Here's Eaton. Big play in the game. Eaton pass. Deflected at the line of scrimmage. Might have been Matt Nelson. Deflected at the line of scrimmage. Hakeem Butler ran to the first down chain, turned around, and the ball was delivered but deflected at the line of scrimmage. He was open. The Hawks get it on down. Big fourth down stopper. Iowa today. Good call by Gary Dolph. And here's my favorite call by Dolph today. I'm jerking your chain. Thanks, Gary. 284 <laughs> 284-1040. Let's go back to the phones. That's where Jennifer on I-80 is. Jennifer, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Thank you. Um, been to two games so far this year, and I feel like it's been different than any other year. The media timeouts are just out of control. It totally stops the momentum it's, of the game, and it drives me crazy. Travis Jen- pointed that out today, you know, Jennifer. Jennifer. About halfway through the first quarter, I said, is Fox going to take a break on every single stoppage? It was horrible. Yes, it just totally slows the momentum of the game, and the players are kind of they are hyped up, and then all of a sudden it's a dead stop. You know, and you know why that is, right, Jennifer? Yeah, I was going to say because (laughs) it's not it's not Iowa pay bills to pay; it's network bills to pay. They're trying to profit as much as they can. Yeah, I hear you. Just wanted to make that comment, knowing that fans don't like all the timeouts. Thanks a lot, Jennifer. Jennifer, Appreciate appreciate it. it. Yep. Bye bye. 
I remember seeing a lot of bad things about that guy in the red hat when I was in the stadium. Let's go to Grimes. That's where Mike is. Mike, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Thank you. Are, am I, is that me? Yep, yeah, you're on, Mike. What'd oh, you I'm sorry. Okay. No, you're fine. What do you want to share with us, sir? I was just going to say, that was one of the best defensive games I've ever seen, watching two teams, arguably really good, grinding it out. Yeah, I agree with you, Mike. It was it was tough for me to come to that uh, that perception and, and realization because I was so disappointed in the offense. I honestly thought that this Hawkeye offense that we saw last week, being able to utilize tight ends, a couple of good running backs coming out of that backfield, I thought that they would put up 28 points against this Iowa State team. So I was disappointed yep. in, in that side of it. But the more I sit back and think about this game, the more impressed I am with the defense, much more impressed with the defense than I was disappointed by the offense. Yeah, same here. I, mean, I was looking forward to some, you know, some more pointage. I mean, good Lord, you know, their opening drive last week, Iowa State throws that 54-yard pass. I mean, you know, granted the game was killed, but uh, still quite a play. I mean, they showed they got some they got some wheels, but uh, the defense, both teams came out and just decided to fight this one out in the trenches, and it was interesting to watch the uh, watch it play out. Mike, thank you for the phone call. Very appreciate much appreciate it. it. Too, I was, after, that first, after that first drive, I thought, man, we just saw the game plan for this Iowa State offense. They're going to be able to utilize the middle of the field. Their speed is going to be trouble all day. Turned it around. Let's go to Joe. Joe, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Hey, guys. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. A couple of questions for you. Um, how do you guys, it's probably too, too far early analysis, but how do you guys compare this to the feeling of the 2015 season uh, in regards to schedule-wise, personnel, defense, and not to skip a game, but I am kind of looking forward to the Big Ten. What do you think... Uh, it's going to be like going against their running back, seeing as Montgomery is probably one of the best ones we'll see all year. Let's just go back, Joe, since we, you brought up 2015, and remember where we were right now in, need, in 2015. Need the last second kick to beat Pitt. That's exactly it. You, you beat Illinois State to start things off, yeah, kind of like Northern Illinois. They're yeah. a really good uh, team. You have uh, uh, you had Iowa State, won that game 31-17. We're all looking pretty good. We're all feeling pretty good. We're looking at a schedule. We're thinking, you know, Wisconsin's coming to town. You got uh, 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 Michigan State later in the year. But uh, it was that pit game that almost disrupted that entire thing. So I don't know how I feel. I think it's way too early, Joe. You hit it. Your premise was right. It's way too early for us two games in to try to project what this thing is out. Here's what I will say. It's shaping up to be a really good season because – this schedule is manageable. You've got teams on this schedule that the Hawkeyes can beat up and down it. Wisconsin's a really solid team. Penn State looks like they're a really good football team. But, man, you can put together another special season here, and you get both of those wins, and who knows? Then it's magic again. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I, I agree with that. And then uh, just in regards to the uh, Montgomery and uh, looking towards the Big Ten season with uh, Wisconsin, what do you guys uh there as far as the running backs? Uh, really good running backs. Wisconsin has an outstanding ground game, maybe one of the best in the country, Joe. And this Iowa team is, uh, you know, facing David Montgomery today, that's a tough challenge. Iowa State's offensive line is not in the same world as Wisconsin's offensive line. So it's really tough to get a read on that game from today. But again, it would it would have been a tough it would have been tough to get a read on that 2015 Wisconsin team after the Iowa State game, and it was two weeks away at that time too. Absolutely. 
All right, thanks, Joe. And I will say this, Travis. I remember in 2015, we got a caller the very first game after Illinois State. We laughed at the guy. His name was Bob. He called in and he said, this is the best Hawkeye football team I've ever seen. They're going undefeated. And we laughed at the guy and we hung up on him. We had a phone call after last week, and it was Tommy in Des Moines. And Tommy said, this is the best defense I've ever seen from the Iowa Hawkeyes. We laughed at him. We let Tommy finish his call. And we hung up on him. Guy called in tonight and said similar things. Like, man, this defense I'm not gonna, I'm not going to really judge good. it until we see Wisconsin. I'm with you. And I, it, I don't want to put all that card yep. in front of the horse. You're right. Let's go to Frank in Des Moines. Frank, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off on News Radio 1040 WHO. Well, good evening. Oh, Frank, we already talked to you, bud. What's up? Well, uh, I was going to talk to you about uh, Stanley and the offense. See, this is what I was talking about last week, that, that Stanley's a great quarterback. But I didn't really understand him until I saw him on television. Today was the first time I saw him in the first half. The guy has really quick hands. And, and uh, if he gets in trouble, he gets rid of that ball really quick. Thanks for the, thanks for the phone call, Frank. I, I appreciate that. That's something that, uh, that Stanley's working on, obviously. Okay, we're going to try this. Thunder Chicken. <laughs> Fellas, thanks for taking my call. I apologize for using the ID uh, or the uh, the handle. It's uh, just a way for my boys in Eastern Iowa to ID me. All right, so Thunder um, Chicken, how much have you had to drink tonight? Uh, no, man, I was at the game, so that's when I shut her down. I'm heading I-80 West back to Omaha, and my Husker wife as a Hawkeye fan. Nothing better than going back to, on I-80 to Omaha with a Husker L and an Iowa State L. <laughs> Where are you at? I'll be, I'll be behind you here pretty soon. Yeah. Uh, I'll just pass Jordan Creek. So. Oh, I'll uh, be right behind you. Uh, Travis will pass you I'll about be, Stewart. I'll be in Stewart in a half hour. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, hey, just a couple things. I'll try to be quick. Um, first off, I mean, my God, the things we are choosing to call up about tonight in the offense and Stanley's play, I mean – you know, if we've been watching Iowa football for the last twenty some years. We're not necessarily an offensive juggernaut. That's fair. That's fair. Thank you. I mean, if you can't be happy with what you're seeing on defense, and just I mean, it's not like the guy's throwing picks. And I mean, he's I'm not going to say game manager. I mean, is there a chance maybe he's pressing a little bit? Is there a chance it's game number two? We're trying to work out the kinks. I mean. We put up 30-some points on the board last week, and we're going max protect to protect our guys against Sutton Smith. And, you know, and now, and, 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 you know, did anyone think that, you know, I hate to say it and admit it, but, I mean, Iowa State's a pretty decent team. Um, yeah. So it's not like they're not trying as well, guys. Let's yeah. just give it a little bit of time. I, I love the defense. I mean, that, I mean, that was, I don't care, 13-3. That was a great game to watch. Um, the defense got after it. It was, it was inspiring. It was awesome. Um you're right. The, the litmus test is obviously going to be Wisconsin. Um, and just two quick questions for you. One would be, I, I do have a little bit of concern about what I'm seeing now in the last couple of years on the offensive line. I'm obviously not an O-line guru, but when we face these three-man fronts, obviously Wisconsin, that was a travesty last year um, going up against those. Um, I'm not going to judge the Nebraska game because they are dog crap horrible at but uh uh, I mean, I just kind of I'm curious about what the offense looks like and what we're trying to figure out with our uh, our offensive playbook against these three man fronts. That's a good and question, then, dude. Go, what's the your last second one? one? The last one was going to be um, since I'm driving uh, litmus tests on defense. I caught the first part of the NIU and Utah score, and I was just kind of curious to see what how that was Ooh. shaking out. So, thanks, guys. The, the, I appreciate 
Appreciate it, and uh, have a good one. Thanks, buddy. All right, last time I looked, NIU was leading Utah, but I, I, it was a couple hours ago, so I don't, rem- I don't even know. Yeah, I apologize. I don't have that up in front of us here. We've got a, a few minutes left. We want to get to some callers yeah, here, so, so let's, let's do go this. to Mike in West Des Moines. Mike, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Hi. Um, okay. I'm not going to sit here and talk about plays, uh, coaches, players, because I really don't know anything about it. However, I want to apologize because I have been always a Cyclone fan. However, after hearing about today's game, I'm switching my alliance or my allegiance. And also with the factor that after, you know, during every game, they turn and they say hello to the, everybody at the hospital. That has got to be the coolest thing. I, I've just heard about this. And it just shows that not only the teams, but the fans have so much heart in one area is the coolest thing that I've ever heard. And I'm sorry for all the jokes that I've made. I almost got punched in the face of standing in line at Walmart the other day for making an Iowa <laughs> Hawkeye joke. Jeez. Somebody was returning a couple of chairs. And I said, well, of course you're returning them. They're Iowa Hawkeye chairs. And there was a guy behind me wearing an Iowa Hawkeye cap that I didn't see. And the guy in front of me was wearing an Iowa Hawkeye shirt, so I should just shut up. Mike, but, glad to uh, have, you said it best. Glad to have you on the team, Mike. Thanks, Justin and Irvindale. I'm sorry we couldn't get oh, to you. Oh man, that's a heartbreaker. I would have liked to go on another hour. I planned for another hour, but I was told no. Not by me. Don't no. look at, don't like. But, but next week, I'm telling you, game doesn't kick off till six thirty. It may be like a, a 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning show. Sometimes they let us have the yeah, carte blanche. Because we're just going to take you back from Iowa City to wherever you're going. Have a great week, everybody. Go Hawks! WHO, Des Moines. And iHeart Radio Station. And on your HD radio, KDRB HD2. News Radio 1040, WHO. Florence, Helene, and Isaac are churning in the Atlantic. I'm Ann Carrick, Fox News Radio. Tropical Storm Florence is expected to become a major hurricane Monday, possibly a Category 4 as it heads towards the U.S. southeast coast. Landfall expected on Thursday. South Carolina, North Carolina, and Virginia issuing emergency declarations, experts telling people to get ready. Robbie Berg is a hurricane specialist at the National Hurricane Center. Right now, beyond Thursday, there's just way too much uncertainty for us to know. So, yeah, really, all everyone for, along the eastern coast of the United States needs to be watching this storm. The U.S. Navy preparing ships in Hampton Roads to leave port and avoid damage. Tensions in Syria are building as intense air raids continue on rebels. The Syrian government and Russian warplanes began targeting the area, hitting it with over 60 air raids, killing at least four civilians, including two children and a woman. Across Idlib, white helmet rescuers did what they could, pulling survivors from the rubble. There have also been reports of indiscriminate barrel bombs. The attack comes a day after the leaders of Iran, Russia and Turkey met in Tehran to find a diplomatic solution. But President Putin and Rouhani concluded they were going ahead with the, quote, total annihilation of terrorists. Turkey's Erdogan, meanwhile, pleaded for a ceasefire to avert the bloodbath. Fox's Benjamin Hall. Former President Obama on the campaign trail in California for Democrats heading into the midterms. Today, really, what I want to do is highlight the extraordinary uh, collection of candidates who have decided to step up and, 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 and bring out the best 
in our country. Republican National Committee man Sean Steele, who lives in Orange County, says comments could help Republicans. Fox News, fair and balanced.